0: Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to create the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Our story today is The Tale of Man Cranky by T.M. Ganem, and it shows us how even all the money in the world can't help us if there's no one there to share it with. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. This is the story of Man Cranky and his homeland. Fair warning, it may make you a bit cranky yourself to hear of his way, though it's a good thing to know about, so that perhaps you can take your pains to avoid ending up like him and all the trouble that he caused. All's the better he learned a thing or two, but I'll scooch us back a bit so you can know what I'm talking about. Now, once long ago in the ancient land of Zyguklut, there was a man of extraordinary riches. Not the riches of the soul, like love, charity, and kinship, but the riches of finance, of money, you see. Now, this old man wasn't always as cranky as his name suggested. True, he was industrious, a real hard worker. And there was a time in which his true intention was to provide services of value to his community. In other words, he started with good intentions. As a boy, he was the first child in the neighborhood to set up a fresh water and lemonade stand outside his hut. Man saw that his neighbors would get quite thirsty on hot summer days and simply hoped to wet their whistles. Man, you're the man, they would call out to him as they sloshed down his refreshing beverages. He had even forgotten about charging anyone money until they asked, How much? And then he realized he had something here. He could give the people something they wanted, and he could make some money for himself. Indeed, He needed money to cover his own expenses, though at that time money was not at all his primary concern. Rather, he was most concerned with giving the people what they wanted, what they needed. He took a path like any of us do, weaving through the chances we are given and that we take. In Mancranky's case, He went on from lemonade stands to horse grooming to horse racing to being the owner of the warehouse of all things. All things known to humans, that is. Yes, man went on to have a hand in acquiring nearly all the things we work and play with, and he sold them in his store. For this, the people poured in droves through the turnstiles to escape with his wares, for which they paid many a Zagrumble to man cranky. Now, you may be wondering what a Zagrumble is, because we don't have them today, and, well, that's another story. But for now, just let me tell you what a Zagrumble is. I think I can help you make a quick relation. Imagine a gold brick, about a foot long and half as high, Except imagine that instead of gold, the brick was made of a gloriously speckled mineral consisting of all shades of white and yellows, glimmering like a sequined block. These stones were the valued currency of the time. In other words, the grumbles were money, and allowed people to buy the things they needed The grumbles were not only extraordinarily beautiful, but they were among the heaviest and most durable elements on the earth, and were used for building as well. With so many people needing so many things, like cookware, tools, and food, the store of all things was the busiest place on earth next to any beehive, and the Zagrumbles began to fill up the already large hut in which Mancranky lived. The shimmering bricks needed to be sorted. Mancranky decided to expand his estate and bought up the neighboring huts. Those who declared their homes were not for sale were eventually pushed out by Mancranky's construction work that butted up against people's yards and made for such a terrible racket and inconvenience No one could bear it long. Eventually, Mancranky owned almost all of the land in Zygoplut and kept his money to himself, unless spending it on something or someone else just so happened to make him even more money in the end. Soon, there were high walls of Mancranky's grumbles that lined most of the land. The people lived on the outskirts, and had very little space left, and could only make money by working for Man Cranky, making him all the richer by the day. Man Cranky liked to order people around. I want more of this. I need that. And now, make more room for me. Other common phrases of Man Cranky were, Oh, that's all mine. Are you all miser grumblers? lots of them now you may ask what changed in the mind of man cranky as he shifted boy to man many guesses no clear answers was it some kind of fright that forced the need to find security in his grumble fortress or perhaps an inner cold that required the cloak of money to warm him was it a friend, partner, or lack thereof that made him so sour? Whatever the case, something turned in Man Cranky, and accumulating more money became his only obsession and his life's only purpose. The rest of the people in Zygoklut began to see this clearly, while they lived with far less than the world of riches Man Cranky kept for himself. To what did Man Cranky have to say about his great wealth, among others' poverty? "'Oh, there's enough to go around if you're willing to work for it, all right. Or just go out and get it yourself like I did.' True, Man Cranky just went out and did it. He earned his grumbles, he did. Unfortunately, what Man Cranky didn't realize was that it took many, many people to get him rich.' He couldn't do it all on his own. He was ambitious and made clever agreements with many people to do much of the work. At first, the dealers, Man Cranky, made helped out both himself and the other person. But over time, his dealers helped himself far more than anyone else. Why did anyone continue to work for Man Cranky? Well, they didn't have much of a choice the people agreed to these deals because they were of lesser means than Mancranky, and a little was better than nothing. So the house of Mancranky became the size of not just one mansion, but one hundred mansions, all made of spectacular zagrumbles, and his mansions he kept to himself, while the people of the town were scrunched to the edges of Zygookloot and had very little and the only way for them to get Zagrumbles was to work for Man Cranky, who paid them as little as he could. After a time, the people began to realize that the only person in Zaglklut who really had anything was Man Cranky. He had almost all the land, he had almost all of the Zagrumbles, and he also had more time than anyone to relax and enjoy his riches, because he could make everyone else do all of the work. The people began to be frustrated with this imbalance, and they started to talk amongst themselves. Why does Man Cranky get to enjoy all the riches while we have very little and have to do all the work? Doesn't Man Cranky realize that he couldn't be as rich as he is without us. Uh, What would he do without us to do all the work for him? Good question. What would Man Cranky do if we weren't around? The more they thought about it, the more they realized that Man Cranky's riches would do him no good if he were all alone. In fact, it's no small task for anyone to endure loneliness long or well. This made the people actually feel sorry for Man Cranky. For despite his extravagant wealth, He was poor of friends who cared for him and not his money. While the people, even in their simple lives, were rich as kings and queens in the spirit of mutual kinship, they could happily find a new life together, away, however difficult. Besides, they realized that they had no choice, for all the riches in the land belonged to one man and only one man. Mancranky had managed somehow to absorb all the riches in Zygokroot like a giant sponge soaking up a lake until the lake was gone. The people gathered together along the edges of Mancranky's walls and figured as they lived outside them anyway, they might as well move away from them once and for all. They gathered what little they had and headed toward the brightest star in the northern sky. They called out their goodbyes to Man Cranky, but he was too busy counting his grumbles to hear them. 7,532,7,948 7,532,7,949 as the people started their journey away, they began to sing and laugh as they walked out of their old lives into their new ones, prepared for hardship, but looking forward to living bountiful lives. Away they went, each and every one, without Man Cranky having the slightest idea that he had become the only person in the land of Zyguklut. 7,532,6950. Man Cranky gave each the grumble a quick polish as he counted. Man Cranky stopped for a moment as he thought he heard something. But what he actually heard was the sound of absolute quiet. A most deafening silence. It was like the world had just stopped. He proceeded slowly to the window to have a peek out. All was still, perfectly still. The sun was starting to rise and was high enough for there to be the usual motion on the streets. He strode to the door and stepped outside. Not a soul could be seen or heard. The quiet was so heavy, it was loud. The emptiness left the town a hollow ring. We'll be right back. A family of blue people from the bright yellow planet take a fantabulous summer vacation trip all over the universe. Young Haeon gets kidnapped by giant rats, and the whole family almost gets danced to death in outer space, but they still manage to go to intergalactic beaches, county fairs, nightclubs, motels, and they go shopping. On the podcast, I'll read from my middle grade novel version, and I'll play songs from the album. So come hear Space Vacation, the musical, and remember, the universe is like a song. H- Hello? Hello. Hello. But only his echo responded. Is everyone still sleeping? Uh, there's work to do, you know. Man cranky tied up his robe and stepped out of his front door and walked down the street. But Zigoclut looked like it had been turned upside down, shaken out and emptied of every soul but that of Man Cranky. Zygocloot had become a ghost town. Hey, uh, uh, oh, oh, I see. This is some kind of joke. <laughs> oh, now come on. This isn't funny. No, 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 what? But it was no joke. The people were fed up with having none of the having. Rather than fight, They were opting for flight, and Man Cranky was left with only his lonesome. Who was to stock the shelves? Who was to grow the food? Who was to sell the things? Who was to mow the yard? Who was to do the cleaning? Who was to build the buildings? Man cranky wandered through the vacant streets asking who would do all of the things that needed to be done when he was only one. And even with all of his grumbles he could make no sway. With no people, his grumbles were worth nothing but rocks. As he was walking along the vibrant rose bushes that lined the wall on the south side of town, which separated his land from the rest of the people, Man Cranky blindly stepped right into a rose bush that curved into his path. Ouch! Man Cranky smarted as some thorns pricked his skin. One broke off and was stuck in his finger. Who will take care of me when I'm hurt? He looked all about. When he looked to the north, he saw his sprawling estate with rows of zagrumble columns, stout and majestic with lines of striking design. When he looked south, he saw the abandoned homes of the townspeople, small squares packed alongside each other and stacked on top. At that moment, Mancranky had a powerful realization. Zygoklut was not the walls and buildings of Mancranky's expansive Zagrumble Fortress. Rather, Zygoklut was the people who put it together and kept it running. When Mancranky stopped to look at where and how the people were living compared to where and how he lived, he felt a pain in his chest he hadn't felt before. And it wasn't pleasant, no, not at all. Man cranky sat on the edge of a grumble railing and began to cry. How could I have done this? Oh, Man cranky felt very bad about himself. While feeling bad in itself does not change a thing, it's true, sometimes we can find our inspiration there. And as soon as we've found our motivation to change, we must be quick to the doing. I know that I am better than I have been behaving. I shall fix this. I shall fix this right now. And then the feeling arose within him that he had known when he was a boy, when he simply wanted to help his neighbors, with nothing to very little in return. He rose up and issued as quick a pace as his old legs could muster, and followed the tracks of the caravan of erstwhile Zygelklusians until after a day of walking in the hot sun, he caught up with the people just setting up camp for the night in the light of dusk. There was a lightness of being among them as they maintained steady industry, preparing their evening camp. The sun trying to last as long as it could before it dipped off the horizon. Man Cranky called out, slightly out of breath, "'Hello!' Hello, everyone. I've, I've something to say to you. The people turned around and realized that Man Cranky had tracked them and were quick to respond. The elder spokesperson stepped to the front of the caravan. Man Cranky, I respect your right to say something, but please know we feel you've had the say so long enough. It's not fair for you to keep the spoils when the rest of us have none. We work just as hard, if not harder than you, but because you have the Zagrumbles more than a plenty, we can no longer compete. We couldn't expect you to share outside of your comfort, but truth is we need each other.' Now, if there were opportunities for more pay and everyone had the chance to live a happy, comfortable, independent life, our town could thrive. But if we can't live together with a happy share, each of us with enough and plenty and still a trove to call our own, then we might as well go our separate ways. And yes, that's what we've decided to do. Yes, yes, I I agree with you. I I believe now with all my heart, sitting all alone in Zygokloot helped me realize that riches are worthless with no one there to share them with. I, I I've never felt so terribly alone. I I've been oh so selfish. I didn't realize it. I I I promise you, I I never lost my heart. I I just wasn't using it. Please, it, it's in full use now. I I have changed. I know I can't be rich if you all are poor. I want you to have the grumbles aplenty. Well, that's very nice, uh, but of course, only what we need, said the elder. Yes, yes, uh, we can work this out. We should sit down together and figure out a plan to help every one of us, all of us. The townspeople could see the change in Mancranky's eyes. They no longer seared with greed. Rather, they twinkled with love. And the people gathered round, and they talked and planned, and they laughed, and they cried for their silliness. But none more than Mancranky, who looked like a man freed from prison, and they all marched back to Zygokloot to reconstruct their town and the walls of money that had once kept them separated, now seemed to connect them, as Man Cranky began to share much of what was his through the generosity that comes from knowing the right thing to do. Man Cranky was still the most successful business person in Zygokloot, but now he made sure that everyone found success for themselves in the way of the good life and those who worked for him were now paid fairly and well for their efforts. Indeed, the happier and more prosperous the townspeople were, so too would be man cranky, until the town of Zygoklut became the original land of milk and honey, enlightened in mind, spirit, and body, and a thriving center of human productivity, good fortune, and community." The store of all things became known as the store of all things for everyone in need. And then it fabulously happened that Man Cranky became a man rich, not only of money, but of soul. The End I hope you enjoyed The Tale of Man Cranky as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. It just goes to show that rather than money, it's the people in our lives that make us the richest. I'm so glad you could join us today. Special thanks, as always, to our dear friend Paxton Stanley for his fantastic music and sound effects. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now. if you enjoy the planet storytime podcast and would like to support the show please click the subscribe button on your podcast player and tell your friends about us you can also support us with contributions on our patreon page simply go to patreon.com and search for the planet storytime podcast you can also reach out to us with suggestions requests, and questions by email at planet.storytime at gmail.com. Both Paxton and I would like to thank you and everyone for your amazing support. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now.